with all your senses that's right because we don't have any because <laughs> we ain't got no fucking sense well 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 look who's fucking back yep after a long absence apparently we had to fight our way out of a prison with a uh, <laughs> roll of duct tape and a paper clip or something we shit. did it they can't those, kill us those were good times those were good times i tell you uh yeah all three of us have had some uh like personal life drama over the last couple months uh i think started i think adam actually kind of started it and mine yeah i was mine, doing it before it was cool you were yeah you really were and then and then mine exploded and then doug had some issues um i a couple months ago i guess i experienced what most people would refer to as a nervous breakdown uh, my anxiety shot through the roof. I started having panic attacks again after 25 years. Uh, wound up in an emergency room. Um, had horrible fucking intrusive thoughts that I'm not going to go into too much detail about. Uh, it has sucked. I am on medication. I'm on Effexor and I have uh, uh, Xanax for if it gets out of control. But I've been doing a lot better. But uh, I think I, I think that was actually why we kind of quit doing the podcast, though, is I just I couldn't focus on anything for more than a couple of minutes without the the anxiety kind of kicking my ass. As a matter of fact, it was a Friday that Doug took me to the emergency room because we were supposed to do the podcast that day. And just before the podcast, it hit and I just couldn't. The idea of sitting still and and talking and thinking fucking pulled my trigger and uh, I hit Doug up and was like, man, I need to go to the emergency room. And if anyone you know, has ever dealt with anxiety issues, um, medical facilities are 50, 50 on uh, how they deal with it. You know, uh, some of them, that particular experience for me, uh, like one of the nurses was very dismissive, almost annoyed. The doctor was aloof. He couldn't give a shit. There was a, what do they call those physician's assistants? And she was actually really cool. She was very, uh, she was very attentive and, and sympathetic and asking me questions like she actually gave a fuck. Um, but I've got an awesome psychiatrist and an awesome therapist. I have great friends and uh, it's been a trip, man. I'm not, uh, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, um, but it's it's been weird. But here we are being us again. Um, we out here. We out here. Yes, playa. Yes, we out here. Um, if either one of you would like to share your uh, odd life drama, <laughs> feel free. Nope. <laughs> I knew that was coming when I asked. I was like, yeah, you're, you're just lobbing that one up there, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I have a geriatric diabetic dog now and my wallet is about seventeen thousand dollars lighter <laughs> brother i have been there so i think 15 was the most i i think we we dropped 15 on the german shepherd that we had um and she wound up not making it so i was um i was really rooting for shadow man so um sounds like he's he's getting there yeah, he's old and he's got other shit wrong with him. He's got a fucked up eye mass on one side that's just swelling and he's getting around a lot better now. But he's my damn little fuzzy buddy and this is his uh, old dog. This this is his big shot. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, trying to give him that last good year or two and uh, eh. It's you fucking know, tough, man. It's tough. It is. It, it, you never know what the right decision is when you're dealing with health issues and pets, you know. And one of the things that I know I did back in the day was I I drug the, the dogs out 
for me and not for them, you know, and that sounds, you know, kind of sounds horrible when you look back at it, but you, you don't realize you're doing it. You just, you're, you don't, like you said, he's your fuzzy buddy and you don't want to let that go. You're going to miss him. And you don't want to, the, the struggle is, do I make that call and then wonder if there was anything I could do or do I drag it out and then wonder if I drug it out? You know, when Parker, my dog about a year and a half ago, I had to put him down and I say it was easier. What I mean by that is uh, not, not emotionally like easier to put my dog down, but the decision because he had had spine issues a couple years prior and they, they resurfaced and yeah, he's 10, 11 years old and, and his spine was basically falling apart on him. So I knew what I had to do. Doesn't make it any easier, but the situation you're in is super fucking tough because you don't, you know, you're going to wonder either way you go, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, to give everybody the idea of the headspace that I was in the night before he went into the veterinary hospital, he started uh, throwing up like every 10, 15 minutes. It was frothy at first, and then eventually it was this clear liquid with little brown flecks of shit in it. And he didn't stop until the point where he uh, started to lose mobility because he was severely dehydrated. Took him to the emergency room, and while he's at the emergency room, he had barfed so much in the house that I was sitting there running a carpet shampooer, crying my damn eyeballs out. So, you know, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Right. Because you're like, this is it. I'm done. Right. The, the, it, this is the last day I'm, I'm going to have my dog. And I have been there, man. Um, I actually just got back from uh, Ure. We, we did a, I did a, a little vacation there and Adam was watching the cat, which I would like to go on record as saying I super, super fucking appreciate that. Um, she's not that needy she <laughs> well cats usually aren't right <laughs> she's like hey and i'm like hey and then she uh yelled at me and i was like i know you want to be pet and then I pet her and then i gave her fresh water and then i went home <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest I, most cats don't even need that much but she's 18 and blind as a fucking bat so I was yeah. worried about her and, and Adam, I was telling him, I said, man, listen, this is going to sound really morbid. I said, but the big, the biggest thing here is that she's 18 and I do not want to be up in the mountains and come home to a, a two day old dead cat. Right. And again, that sounds terrible, but anybody who's ever had an old cat or dog understands that it can happen. You got to, it's, it's just part of its reality. And Adam's like, no, no, man, it's cool. I understand. You know, we, he and I go for walks and stuff and he walks every day and I was like, yeah, I'll just swing by. I was like, okay. Really appreciate it. And then he stops. He looks at me, goes, wait a minute. What do I do if she does die? <laughs> I hey, like, I wanted to have a plan. Yeah. Cause he's like, he's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then it clicked like, whoa, hold the fuck up. I might come in here to a dead cat. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I played this out. Uh, he's like, what the fuck do I do? I suggest like wrap her in a towel, take her to a vet, explain you were watching her for me and that she passed and that I will, I will call them and make arrangements. He's like, oh, okay, cool. You know? Um, but yeah, she did really well. And when I got home last night, buddy, she, she let me have it. And so oh, she was missing you, dude. Yeah, she was, she was screaming and I was uh-huh. like, yeah, he's not here. I'm all you got. <laughs> I'm all you got now. <laughs> take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. She, she yelled at me and then, uh, wanted up on the couch and just laid on me the rest of the night. I sat and watched um, Jurassic so she would, Park Dominion. She would just stop directly in front of the couch. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. She's just blind. She doesn't know where she's at. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, I think she wants on the couch. Uh-huh. Ah. Uh-huh. And then I put her on the couch and she rumbled a lot. And I was like, okay, that's what she wanted. <laughs> right, yeah. That motor, that motor gets to going, <laughs> man. She's yeah. a, she's a very heavy purr, uh, cat um she's and she always had mobility she was always very spry until the last couple of years so she can't get up on the couch or the bed or anything anymore but that's what she does she comes to the base of it and yells at you until you pick her up and put her on whatever well, the good thing is she doesn't she didn't mind me picking i was like afraid i was gonna mm-hmm. 
herder or something picking her up and i was like oh, yeah, yeah fuck it i'll try it and then if you yell i'll just put you back <laughs> if you yell or try to eat me yeah, <laughs> no she's she's pretty good about that she doesn't like to be carried although yeah. um uh buddy of mine his girlfriend when i had my uh surgery um they came down to drop off some food and it was, it was actually greg and belinda and belinda saw her and was just like oh kitty <laughs> and picked her up and that fucking cat just purred didn't didn't fight her didn't you know like she'll start writhing around like Ugh, i don't want to be picked up i get it never fucking moved that's the first time i've ever seen that so she's the cat whisperer that's what i was thinking she's a she's a cat <laughs> whisperer dude i've got a video I, I don't have it handy but um you said that my uh when we were camping my buddy's daughter we were at a koa up there and we heard something on the hill and it says deer and she's just zigzagging down the the hill you know and she comes up and she's right at the edge of camp and uh my buddy's daughter i think she's like eight or nine uh, got down on all fours and was like making noises and this fucking deer just starts coming out of the woods straight towards her it's <laughs> kind of scary like, um yeah no and then another buddy of ours was working on a, a friend's uh truck and started beating on something and, and the, the deer took off but i i legit believe this deer was going to roll right up on her yes yeah. i kept calling her the deer whisperer i was like all right <laughs> so they're all the animals you know right in there kind of um Tame. domesticated yeah there's yeah. there's one in town that they call marvin he like got hit by a car or something so he's got a limp but he just he chills around and you're a eating grass um up there so, um, that was a, that was a really neat experience. I, I did stay in a camper, so I was only half homeless as Doug would say, um, <laughs> homeless. paying, paying, what, what do you call it, Doug camping, paying a lot of money to pretend to be homeless. Yeah. It's paying yeah. good money to pretend to be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, is he's not wrong. Like I can't even give him shit cause he's not wrong about it. And I, I started feeling it after a couple of days. <laughs> like hmm, well, yeah. speaking of homeless my usual walking route has a oh lord the beginnings i'm about hmm, never mind it has the beginnings of a camp now are you shooting me yeah under the bridge that's been happening a lot more around here lately there was yeah. uh one there's like a uh, odd little back road that's butts up against the uh, apartment complex, which I don't know what it used to lead to, what it was used for, anything. But it's, you know, got a retaining wall on one oh, side and a privacy yeah. fence on the other. Oh, and I used to find heroin too. needles back there all the time. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's like it'll set up there periodically and you know what do you do well that's weird because the the spot that adam's talking about i'm familiar with and um it connects to this um park that they're doing a ton of work to there's a lot of earth moving machines and they're just completely renovating it and um it leads to some high dollar condos that sit over here by our complex. So well, that's why people are homeless, Dan. Yeah. They jack the housing prices up. Right. Exactly. So I'm, I'm kind of shocked that uh, nobody has nobody from like the condos or those million dollar homes on the other side of the park. Haven't uh, complained well, or said something. I, I would be walking and I would see like a Seven Eleven nacho container. Mm -hmm. And then I would see like a pillow. And then I would mm. see some shoe and it's like, they just kept adding on to their fucking collection of stuff. I remember seeing some shoes and stuff and we didn't, yeah. we were kind of joking about it was weird, but you know, we didn't think much of it. So that would, well, uh, finally there's now there's a man laying there. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a human being there. Yeah. Um, I was like, what the fuck, man? I'm not walking under this bridge. That was uh, this random dude laying down. They typically don't fuck with anybody, but I will say that that was one of the reasons I quit walking to work when we yeah. were on the, the night shift or the afternoon shift was because I was some of these dudes. They were some of them are just whatever. And then some of them obviously have some some mental issues. And they're the ones that they can get a little bit like the ones that will start getting agitated and weird for no reason. You know, they're yeah. like, hey, hey. And you're like, oh, hey. And 
they're like, yeah, no, fuck you. And so you're like, oh shit, here we go. You know, it's like regular bums versus like Florida homeless people. There you go. Right. Yeah. Florida man. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not necessarily uh, afraid of them as much as it's just, I don't want the complication or confrontation. Um, if I can avoid it, you know, um, yeah, it's a giant hassle to have to beat the shit out of a homeless guy and then wait for the cops to come. And I'm explain. just saying, I mean, yeah. you're not, you're not fucking just wrong. A, such a pain in the ass. Just that's, go that's, away. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> I just don't want to deal with the hassle and I don't like fighting and I don't like hurting people, even no. if they deserve it. Like I, I legit do not like hurting people. That's not, I've, I've had to do it. I've had to defend myself. And even afterwards, I, I have legit felt bad about it. Um, I'm not. I'm not one of those assholes that goes around fucking looking for a fight. No. <laughs> yeah. So, although I did, uh, I did get into. I did get into. I don't know if I call it a fight, but I got into it with a guy in Telluride. I was heading up to a trail, and it's really weird. It's a. It's a big trail. It's Imogene, and um, it's one of the more. It's one of the most popular trails out there. But it's the entrance is like buried in this. Uh, small town you just go up this hill and it's like these old hundred year old houses and then an alley that turns into like one of the most popular trails ever and i'm going up and i see this brown dog on the side of the road and i'm like oh that's weird not on a leash or anything so i start i'm I'm watching him and i start to crawl by him and these two hikers walk out in front of me and i stop and they go past and i start to go and the guy yells and hits my jeep and he's like watch what the fuck you're doing i'm like what and i see the dog the dog belonged to them he's like you almost ran over my fucking dog I said, well, dude, put him on a fucking leash, dude, you know? And the guy's like, fuck you, fuck you, and just like tripping out on me. And I'm thinking, how fucking entitled do you have to be to be walking around with your dog off leash in town and then get mad because it runs out in front of a vehicle that was crawling and didn't see it? And so, yes, I had words for this gentleman. Um, I also had some words for some guys up on the trail that were being complete fucking douchebags my the group that i was with have never seen that side of me and so they were a little shocked at the at the my behavior on the because <laughs> so, i fucking so if you're in such a big fucking hurry just go and then i walked back and this other dude was talking shit and i was like fuck you just get the fuck out of here one of the guys is like dan dan whoa easy like, no no you're you should probably see this. And then I'm joking about it 10 minutes later. My friend Kara's like, breathe. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, it's not going to do you any good to get mad at these people. I'm like, oh, that's where you're wrong. Cause it makes me feel a lot better. Um, Doug knows Doug, Doug has known me for about 10 years and I have, I have calmed way the fuck down, but yeah, that's kind of scary. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've told you the story of why I left the county that I lived in. I mean, so um, I, I, I had a I, I had a temper issue. Um, You've tempered I, it. So. I have tempered it. That's what I was trying to I was trying to swallow so I could say that we tempered my temper. We hang out way too fucking much, dude. I have um, tempered. You want to go walking later? <laughs> um, actually, no. I got shit I got to do tonight. Damn, like tomorrow, damn. I'm probably down tomorrow. I've been living on fucking carbohydrates and Coke and Red Bull for Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, man. Of course, yeah. With the, yes, you know, officer. Why the, the snow-capped mountains of Coca Cola and stuff? Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Yeah, the polar bear on the on the package. I think deep down, you don't want to walk. You just want me to tongue punch your fart box. Well, yeah, yeah. That's I figured that's what it was. There you go, Doug. There's mine. <laughs> there you go. I was waiting to bust it out. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be first. I, I don't even remember first to say tongue punch in the fart box. I said that to Doug a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, "That's that's awesome. That we have to say that on the podcast." <laughs> I don't even remember where the fuck I heard that. And but. now, see, this is where the whole thing is going to shift. <laughs> See, you, you you guys got first gear at the very beginning. We did. And yeah. now we just hit second and we're yeah. going to floor this bitch. That's now all. Now we're in top gear. Now yeah. We're we're, we're going to floor this like a tongue punch in the fart box. And I know that doesn't even go together. I don't no, even doesn't. care. It does, we don't. It does it's now. Our, it it's does our now. podcast. Oh, yeah. We can do what we want. Yeah. So, and all three people that are listening to it, they don't care. And, you know, I mean, so one of them guys. Probably, 
Like a tongue punch in their fart box. There you go. We could give out free <laughs> fart box tongue punches. We could we could start a website and we could give them out for free. I like that idea. I want to sell them. Why don't we give them out for free? Because, man, just do what you love, right? Just do what you love. And and the money will come. It'll all come back. Give it out for free. I don't yeah. think that's how the same goes. Well, sure Dan, that's your basic economics, Adam. Since you're the t-shirt guy, why don't we get some shirts made and then on the front, just put tongue punch and on the back, put in the fart, <laughs> fart box. box. So I've got a buddy that I bet would probably buy one of those because on the way home yesterday, he had a shirt that said, show me that butthole. <laughs> <laughs> God. So and I was like, all right. Yeah. So he would, he would probably love that actually. I like it. Very tongue forward. The, right. I mean, let's just. Well, look, you know, it's like, um, it's one of those things you wear it and sure you're going to disgust a lot of people and, but you never know when you might run across that chick. That's like, fuck yeah, check that out, you know? And now, you know, you have something in common. You both like buttholes. If it works one in a hundred times, then it works. Then it works, right? It's like 60% of the time it works every time. So, I mean, I, I always assume that when people do stupid shit like, um, uh, like spammers and, 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 the uh, catfishing. It's like, I've been getting a bunch of text messages lately from random numbers that just say, Hey, and shit like that, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. I, I get like just random links. Oh yeah. I get those. A lot. Too. And I they'll send them to too. 20 numbers at a time and I'll yeah. be in there. Yeah. And then someone will respond mm-hmm. because my phone number is still in the area code where the mm-hmm. middle of the fucking Bible belt is. Mm-hmm. So they don't know how technology works. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Who is this? Stop texting me random stuff!" Mm-hmm. And then they they start arguing with each other mm-hmm. and yeah. threatening to come like over to someone's goes. house and whoop their ass. Right, stomp a mud hole in their ass. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yep. That's like I call that a dick grenade. Somebody pulls the pin on a dick grenade, throws it in the room, and it just fucks everything up. Oh, um, I like that. I I actually I do that a lot. Yeah. I'm going to start using that term. <laughs> Dick grenade? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Because yeah, you've seen me do that. Oh, I have, actually, yeah. That's, that might I'm be like, when you came up with it. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, guys, abortion, and then I'll just leave. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> just walk the fuck away. Yeah, I call that a dick grenade because it just fucks everything. I like uh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I get those random ones. But here's the thing is that if somebody I, – I believe you have to reward – that there has to be a reward for behavior in order for someone to continue to maintain that behavior. Right. it's like with like you're training a dog or something. So if that kind of shit works or if that kind of shit, if people keep doing that kind of shit or walking up to chicks and be like, Hey, want to fuck? It's because at some point, like you said, one out of a hundred, it has worked. They've gotten yeah. that little dopamine rush and been like, fuck yeah, it works. So, you know, who's really at fault here? That's true. But that just means that the reward to them is better than the shame they feel from when it fails 107 times. But there are definitely people out there like that, that that just don't seem to calculate that into the equation at all. They're like, shame? What's that? (laughs) Yeah, they're called sociopaths and psychopaths. Yeah. And, uh, you know, their success may be, success rate may be low, but, uh, you know, if you attempt on everything, uh-huh. You eventually hit it. It's a yeah, numbers it game. Yeah, and they yeah, if you buy they, every lotto ticket, you'll hit the lotto. Yeah, and that's what they and that's how they see it as the uh, that win outweighs all of the losses. <laughs> you know, and that's that's how it's kind of like how gambling addicts um, are born. You know, I, I, lost I won. I won. Right, I won a hundred dollars after losing eight thousand. Um, Worth it. <laughs> I won. Worth it. Right. Exactly. Worth it. Um, I've never been that guy. Um, what, what's the, um, sunk, sunken cost fallacy mm-hmm. where when someone says, well, I've already spent a thousand dollars, I might as well spend this extra 800 and get it done or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I can't uh, stop now. I've already lost a thousand bucks. Right. Right. I've never quite been like that. I'm, I mean, I have with some things, but most things I go, dude, I've already lost a thousand dollars on this motherfucker. I'm getting rid of it, or, you know, or I'm yeah. done, or I'm moving forward, whatever. I took my mom to the casino when she was in town last. Mm-hmm. She did not like that. 
She'd <laughs> why is that? She was like, let's go to the casino. Let's go to the casino. And I was like, okay. So we went and then she lost money. And then she's like, fuck this. I'm like, well, yeah, they don't stay in business by handing out money. (laughs) Honestly, anytime I go to the casino, it's for the damn food. Uh, Because they usually have decent restaurants in them. I will ride my motorcycle out to one of them and then have lunch and then drive my happy ass back. It's true. Yeah, it's not bad. The buffets are pretty good. That's what we did. We rode up there and hit the buffet. And I mean... Yeah, for twenty bucks or whatever it was, it I was satisfied with the food. <laughs> so and I was uh, bloated when I left. Like, get on the bike, like, oh god, trying to balance your bike. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And it, you gotta, why are you cranking the suspension up before we leave, Dan? I don't want to do it after I eat. So yeah, you don't want to bend too hard in a corner and you <laughs> let that bend fart over. out on the seat. Bend over a full <laughs> belly of fucking Salisbury steak. Right? We were all bad this week, fucking camp, and I don't think any of us tried to even begin to be couth. You'd just be standing there like, fucking barking spiders. I always look behind me when I fart, so it looks like I didn't do it. I'm like, what was that? What the fuck was that? Blame it on the marmots. So, I've been down for the last. Two days. <laughs> bean, bean soup two. the last two days. Uh, I've got like 5,000% of my fiber intake. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you can actually hear the bulldozer backing up in your intestines. <laughs> I had uh, those mountain, they're called Mountain House, and they're these dehydrated meals. Ah, uh, yes. REI, and they're kind of expensive, but. I like them out on the trails and shit because they're just, they're super easy and it's better than like a sandwich or something. And the the last night we were there, everyone was kind of running low on food, but nobody felt like going into town. So they were just kind of like scrounging ramen noodles and stuff. And I said, Hey, hold on. I got a bunch of these meals. I said, you guys are more than welcome to them. And, uh, I ate the chili Mac. And <laughs> I, I got to tell you, dude, the chili Mac is fucking fire. The chili Mac, the breakfast scramble and the lasagna are legit good. Like they are good. Um, but I, and it says it's one serving, but I swear to God, you can feed two or three people off this thing. And uh, I ate it. And the next day I was gagging myself. So I'm glad that we were packed up because we're <laughs> driving home and I'm like, Oh God. Oh, Oh, something died. There's something dead. in my <laughs> Oh God. Um, I stocked up on some mountain house when the pandemic started. I wasn't sure what kind of supply chain problems were going to happen. Sure. So. Yeah. I had, uh, I had looked into those. They're like the, what do they call them? Like Patriot meals, freedom fiber, you know, yeah, and stuff like America that. bars, America <laughs> bars. And, uh, I wanted them again, just for the trails, you know, like yeah. 200 bucks, you get fucking three months worth of food. And when you're just taking it out on trails, you know, I can make it last a year as the pandemic hit, those things doubled and tripled in price. Mm-hmm. And so suffice to say, I did not ever wind up buying any. Um, but I may at some point. Yeah, I was... Uh, the fucking America meal. I was, yeah, I was actually... Um, I was wrapping up my last day at work before my vacation. And uh, I hit up the other manager and I said, Hey, man, I'm going to run an errand real quick. Uh I need to run up to REI or whatever. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. I got it. You know, I hadn't taken lunch anyway. So just kind of burning it as my lunch on my way there. Um, someone calls and, and requests my uh, presence on a conference call. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. No, no big deal. So I'm in REI and I'm on the conference call and uh, I really didn't need to be there. It was all, everything was handled and settled and everyone was just sort of chit chatting, honestly. But I was waiting for the call to be done before I walked up to the counter because I, I'm not that douchebag that walks up to a counter like, yeah, yeah. So that's what like buy, sell. Yeah. What, uh, uh, excuse me. Hold on. So anyway, yeah. You know, I'm not that yeah. guy. Ma'am, ma'am, hold on. It's like the cashier's uh, inconveniencing you from you, your phone. Yeah, exactly. While you're on this conference call. So <laughs> I'm just meandering around. Let me explain something to you. Meandering around in REI right before you're going camping is both dangerous and fucking stupid. 
It's like grocery shopping when you're hungry. Dude, <laughs> I bought so much ignorant shit. I got some. Like, oh, I'm shit. definitely gonna need this. I'm definitely oh, gonna need dude. this. Oh, so much, and most of it I didn't fucking. Touch. I'm gonna need this emergency flare. <laughs> right. Who it's knows? Like, Who knows? I might need it. Panda bullets. I mean, I don't know what why they're different, but yeah, I'm gonna need a case of those. Um, emergency so, yeah. flares during a drought in the desert. What could go wrong? So the thing is, man, though, I mean, I, you're, you're right, but your a is nothing like it is here. It's, it's lush and green. Um, it was wet. Cause this is like their rain season. It rained every day. Um, horrible storms at, at times. It was, it was fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, it's totally different than it is here. You, you kind of cross a point and, um, like I said, it's just, it's lush and green. And I understand now why people that are like, oh, Colorado is so beautiful and everything. And then, oh, where have you been? Oh, Ure and Silverton and, uh, um, you know, Montrose and all these areas are Vail and everything. Yeah, yeah. Get, get down south, like east of Denver and, you know, just the surrounding area, area where like coming back, there are some spots that it reminds you that we do live in a desert. Like yeah. you look like you're in fucking Arizona or New Mexico. Um, and was absolutely balls fucking hot. Uh, we started to call it hotter than Satan's asshole on taco Tuesday. Oh, nice. Um, There's or, layers. What, what's the, what's the movie? Is it Riddick? The one where they're escaping the prison planet and the, uh, the sun, as the sun starts to come up, it just like, it just like boils off the top of the planet and turns it to ash. Um, that's, that was what we were, we were standing, uh, the last morning we were there, we were fixing a friend's, uh, truck, her, uh, water pump went out and we started it the night before and decided one guy's like, I'm just going to finish this up in the morning. We were like, okay, cool. And we're standing there and it, it was, it would dip down, you know, like deserts do, I guess it dipped down to like 60 at night and we're in a camper, but it was still kind of cold. And, um, so the sun, I was standing there and I was like, oh man, that sun kind of feels good. And I stopped and I went, yeah, we got about 18 minutes before it fucking tries to kill all of us. And I shit you not, dude, about 20 minutes later, my buddy looks at me and goes, yeah, you were, uh, you were damn spot on. Cause you're just all the sun gets up over and you're just sweating. The fucking sun is wicked. But, uh, yeah, it just reminded me of that movie because everything reminds me of a sci-fi movie. And, uh, Dan, did mm. you do any peyote while you were in the desert? Because I according <laughs> to every movie that I ever watched in the nineties, uh, oh, the nineties were good for that. Yeah. But if, if you went to the desert, that's where everybody went to do peyote because apparently there's like some fucking peyote vending machine. That's out <laughs> not in a lot the of, desert there's somewhere. not a lot of cactuses in the woods. You, you know, you yeah. feed a lot of whatever into it and then just get your peyote buttons and then you go <laughs> do your peyote button in the desert. Well, I think like Adam said, that's kind of where they are natively. And two, other than it, it, the elements, you know, the heat and everything, you can't really get into too much trouble, uh, you know, as far as the desert goes. There's no cliffs to walk off. Well, I mean, there could be, but. Yeah. If, I mean, nobody's I ever where harmed themselves in the desert, huh? No, but again, there's not much out there. So I guess you can just sit and get lost to your own a horse mind. with no name. Yeah, he, what, was, what was your horse's name, Dan? None of your goddamn business, Doug. He didn't have a name. Um, no, no, no peyote for me. Uh, like I said, just Effexor and Xanax to keep me from fucking being weird. Pop a couple Xannies on them. Yeah. Pop a couple Xannies. So, no, I, I took very, very small amounts uh, the last couple of days. And I think it was just uh, being out, you know, six hours, seven hours from home, um, being with people. The one night, the one day I didn't go, I didn't even hit any trails. I just stuck around the camper all day. And one of my friends hit me up and she's asked, she said, are you okay? I said, yeah, I am. And she goes, too much peopling. And I was like, yep. <laughs> so uh, Adam and I were talking about it and uh, he's like, that's pretty fucking cool because we were just discussing the fact that, you know, I'm an introvert and I have that battery when I'm, when I'm around people, I'm a social sprinter, meaning I'm fucking life of the party, rah, 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 let's go. I'm cracking jokes, whatever. But then I hit a point where I'm like, fuck everyone, even myself. I need to go recharge my batteries. And uh, when you're around people all day, you don't, it's, it's just harder to do. 
and it's it's nothing personal but the group that i the group that i wheel with and, and hang out with um they're actually really good about that but like i told adam i said well most people buy jeeps and go camping because they too fucking hate people so you just get some people together that pretty much hate everyone else um hang out so i mean let's face it the three of us aren't much different right you guys aren't much into camping but we all equally fucking hate people so that's someone recently told me i told him i was an introvert and they were like that's hard to believe because you're you're so funny and then i had to try to politely explain to them that interacting with them is unpleasant (laughs) so i use humor to try and (laughs) i was like i mean yeah yeah i like you guys i just you know, small doses. I, it was, it's really hard to be nice about that. It's like, I know. this if, is draining me right now. If a person doesn't understand and I have had people get mad at me or think that I was like putting them down or something when I tried to explain it. So I've gotten to the point where I just stopped trying to explain it. And so it is kind of nice when I run across people. Now I will say after this last fucking event, the, the nervous breakdown or whatever, um, I have become a lot more candid. Um, a friend of mine went through this a few years ago um, and she and I talk a lot and she said, you know, I had to go through it. She said, but when I came out on the other side, I was a lot better off for it. And there are times where I feel like this is a test um, uh, about, it's really about, I've never really worried about myself or done things for myself. Everything that I've, that I tend to do, I do for other people. And over time that will drain you, right? You start to feel like you're the only one doing anything for people. And no matter what other people do, you don't feel like it's like they're putting as much effort in as you are. And that's not true. And it's not healthy. It's just, it's part of the way I was raised, but um, the panic attacks and everything made me realize that it's time for me to worry about me and not give a fuck about anybody else. Um, uh, you know, I, I told some folks about this trip. I said, listen, I said, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be a dick when I say this, which means, you know, you're about to sound like a dick, no matter what you do. No offense. Uh, no offense, but right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not to be an asshole, but insert asshole here. Um, <laughs> insert asshole. Insert asshole here. Insert. How do you uh, insert an asshole? insert tongue into fart box here. Um, so I said, uh, you know, the thing is, um, I don't really care if anyone else, I said, I'm not really worried about anybody else on this trip. This trip is about me. This is my vacation. I'm spending the money. I'm taking the time. Yes. I'm going with other people. I said, and I, I will go out of my way to make sure that I don't do anything to fuck someone's time up or, you know, cause anybody any grief. I said, but I'm not here to entertain anybody. I'm not here to, it's not my responsibility to make sure anyone else has a good time um, or anything like that. And that's new for me. Um, But that came, that's kind of part of the catharsis of these, of this anxiety and shit is that I'm, I'm starting to focus on myself and it feels weird. It feels selfish and it kind of feels like I'm being a dick, but I'm really not, I'm not trying to hurt anybody, but you can only, uh, it's like a credit card, you know, I can only spend so much until I'm out. And I think that's, I think that's what I did. And I think a few months ago, it finally caught up with me. A buddy of ours made a comment about, I said, you know, I don't understand why this has hit me after 25 years. And uh, our buddy Robbie said, uh, he said, because at some point your coping mechanisms um, just aren't effective anymore. They just don't work anymore. He said, and your, your brain and your body let you know that it's done. As it was one of those things that uh, kind of came out of nowhere and he was so fucking spot on with it that it was kind of a moment. I was like, wow, he's, uh, he's fucking right. So, and really all he actually said was, but I understood him because I've known Robbie for a while. So um, if he's listening, I hope he finds that as funny as I did. <laughs> <laughs> the now thing is, Dude, uh, he's got some shoulders on him. I'm just saying. The the way that he said it, I know it was like because at a certain point your coping mechanisms all fail, Dan. 
Anyway, you want to get some lunch or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We were just chit-chatting. Just and, nonchalant, yeah. yeah. Right, he just lobs that little fucking nugget of existential... Uh... Your brain is like blown now. <laughs> yep, that was exactly how it happened. And it was like, <laughs> hey, have you checked out the new Steam sale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Robbie. Um, but yeah, he was he was right, man. So, and, and uh, like I said, I've had, I've, had, I've had good friends. You know, both of you guys have... have uh, had a lot to do with, with keeping my fucking head on. And uh, a lot of the folks I wheel with have been very uh, supportive, which has been cool. There've been a lot of support, man. And, and it's really been interesting because like I said, mental health, even, um, even the way medical facilities treat mental health is, is really hit and miss. You know, um, my sister said something that was kind of interesting. We were talking about, um, um, uh, being being abused without the bruises you know and uh i think that's i think that's the thing about mental health is that nobody can see you can't show them a an x-ray and show them in your brain where your thing's broken you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and that's um that's the problem with it you know if if, if i had cancer or something like that uh no one and, and i had a meltdown or i had to where I said, Hey man, I can't go. Cause my cancer's, you know, fucking with me or whatever. Nobody would, um, nobody would say a, a fucking word. So um, just say that. Fuck it. Right. Just start telling people instead of anxiety, just tell them I've got fucking like stage two pancreatic cancer or some shit. Yeah, And then just be like, Oh, I was talking about like mental, like m- mentally, this is a cancer. On it, me. it identifies my mental health issues identify as pancreatic cancer. So I like that. I might try starting woke, woke medicine. Woke medicine. Jesus, I'm going to hell for so many reasons. Um, I think you already had your ticket, man. You <laughs> <laughs> You've already won the prize. You can just tell RSP. people you fucking hit your quota. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why I've hit my fucking quota. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if you want to lay it out there and be honest, you know, you don't have to be shitty about it, you know, like a tongue punch in the fart box. But, exactly. you know, you can just absolutely tell people, no, I, I I don't feel like it right now. Not up to it. You have a good time. And then those people that keep going, you just tell them, no, I've hit my fucking quota. I'm done with you for the day. You know what's funny is the people that keep going now, like, that pisses me off. Like, that, that legit fucking makes me mad now. Um because you're disrespecting me. Like, it's one thing to say, oh, man, are you sure you don't want to go? Come on, man, let's go. Um, that's okay. You know, and fuck, I think that's worked. I think you guys have done that to me. Time or two. I'll be like, uh, hell, we've done it to each other. I mean, the hit Adam up. Hey, you want to go get fucking uh, Mediterranean up at uh, Jerusalem? Nah, man, I'm good. Five minutes later, have you left yet? <laughs> you know? Nope. I'll convince myself that I want right? to go now there is so it's okay but um like uh monday i think it was one of the reasons i went is i wanted to do black bear pass you know but that saturday my friend karen and i had gone up earlier and we actually went to the top of black bear pass but we didn't go down into the pass and i got burnt i was dehydrated i hadn't been eating right or sleeping i woke up sunday and i had a splitting fucking headache like one of those where when you move everything just shifts and hurts and the thing about black bear is if you look it up, it's like, you know, the most dangerous road in fucking Colorado and all that. It's not, it's not that it's dangerous. You just, you gotta, you gotta be paying attention. And if you fuck up, it's a thousand foot straight down. Right. And I was dying to go fucking do it, but my skull was killing me. And it was like, that. that's a bad idea. So I hit up the group. I said, I don't feel good guys. I can't do this. And it was okay. Feel better. That was it. Not a, not another fucking word about it. And, uh, I did wind up getting up and I met him down in Telluride and we did imaging, but even trying to get down there, like I was confused all day. Like I kept, I kept, I kept forgetting stuff and, uh, it was almost like a migraine, but not quite. Um, but the point is, is that nobody gave me any shit about it. I never heard a fucking another word about it the rest of the trip. Nobody was like, Oh, but you didn't do fucking black bear. You big fat fucking pussy. Right, exactly. And, and, and it <laughs> turned into that. But everyone was very respectful. And then the last day um, that we were there the full day, I got up and I was just fucking exhausted. I had been sweating my goddamn balls off. 
I was tired. And I mean, I was sleeping in a camper and a camper was really fucking cool. And I'm mad at Kara because now I'm seriously looking at small campers, but that's another story. Um, it totally changes the fucking narrative of camping, man. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but it's still like a, you know, a foam rubber mattress and et cetera. You're right. Um, and I was just tired. I was fucking beat. And I hit up the group. I said, guys, I'm just going to fucking chill here. And I wound up packing everything up because I knew yesterday it was going to be, you know, get up, fucking rush to get everything packed. And then, uh, with my friends, the, she was, it was her camper and she was towing it. Her water pump went out. I was like, yeah, there's, this is, this is going to be tight in the morning. And we rolled out, check out is 11. And we rolled out at like 1107 with me already packed up. So I just hung out, packed up, then went up and me and one of the other dudes fucking walked around uh, Ure for a while and made fun of people and looked at prostitutes and fucking just hung out. I had uh, <laughs> I had ice cream. We couldn't find anything open. So and I was starving and there was an ice cream place. I was like, fuck it. Got some. I know, right? What a hearty meal full I mean, of sustenance. It's got all the it's got what plants crave. So. <laughs> Uh, we had ice cream and then we met up with another of our buddy and his daughter and we just happened to be standing in front of this restaurant. He goes, let's go in here. Dude, this place, they had these magical chicken tenders with this magical fucking sauce. I had ribs, like everything was just really good, really small menu. There was only like eight things on the menu, but it was all really good, which I've always thought was kind of the sign of a good, like that the food's going to be good. You know what I mean? Like you got this chef or whatever. He's like, these are the eight things I'm going to make this is what we do. Um, so we got done and my buddy's daughter wanted ice cream. And I was like, yeah, so do I. <laughs> so I went back and got a second helping of fucking ice cream. So if that tells you what my diet was like, this week, <laughs> um, it was that. And uh, Kara left. We, we, her Toyota, I think is fucking possessed. Um, she's had no issues with it until we started to plan for this trip. And we were trying to rewire a seven pin. Well, that was, yeah, last, uh, last podcast Thursday. Um, we were trying to do that and, and I'm decent with electrical and I couldn't figure it out. It was a fucking mess. And uh, so the next day she got up and ran to the grocery store and we're driving up there and she's like, yeah, just for the record. Um, she said the, I got groceries said, but it kind of looks like somebody gave a 16 year old boy a hundred dollars and told him to buy road snacks. And she wasn't even fucking kidding, dude. Twizzlers, Doritos, um, <laughs> seven layer dip. Like I was cracking up going through this stuff. And she's like, I told you, dude, I, I, I don't know. She said, I was just there and I was grabbing stuff. So yeah, I ate, I ate horribly this week. It, it was pretty bad. So I just went to the grocery store and fucking dropped $200, dude. It's fucking groceries are insane. Yeah, it's, it's not hard to do. do. You yeah. got like two things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bought some, uh, I bought some fresh avocados and, uh, you know, half gallon of milk. <laughs> so I did buy a lot of fruits and vegetables and meats. Cause I don't think I ate any, I, th- I probably had like six grams of protein over the entire week, uh, last week. Um, and yes, yeah, my face does look like it got hit with a pineapple at this point. So it's in, uh, it's in rough shape. Um, Oddly enough, that just reminded me, I, I haven't used my debit card all week. I used my credit card the whole time, you know, for different reasons. And Your bank's going to call? Are you still no, alive? I, I went to the grocery store and it was like $198. I pulled my debit card out and ran it through and it said not approved. And that's weird. So I got my phone out, which is still pulling off that debit card. But I thought maybe the card's weird or something. Did the uh, Apple Pay and it comes back not approved. Okay. I looked and I've got plenty of money in there. And so I used my credit card and I went through, but yeah, I was wondering if, because I haven't used the card in like a week and a half, if it flagged yeah, the bank's it. being pass, passive aggressive now. Aggressive. Oh, oh, you want to use oh, your, so you're just going to ignore us now. Hmm. Well, you do, but, but the irony is, is that my credit card is also through my bank. <laughs> it's a bank of America credit card. So they've got, they, they've got that. They've got my car loan. Those motherfuckers got me by the short and curlies as the nuns say before they get uh, their fart box tongue punched by a I priest. I missed that part in Sister Act. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. No, Whoopi, Whoopi was all about that tongue punching. She's, yeah, she's I didn't see that part. Yeah, was, hey, uh, where, where did they do the tongue punch again? 
right in the fart box. Yeah, yeah I, w- I was always really confused about where the tongue punch was supposed to go. It's That's not uncommon. There's a lot of wives' tales, a lot of myths about where the tongue punch goes. Um, but it is it is square in the fart box. Yeah. Hey, Dan. You going to exist in Twink Coin? In, in what? Twink Coin? Yes. I have a feeling we're not talking about Twinkies either. Is there check, like check your signal chat? Is there like a bear coin by some chance? <laughs> there is a bear coin, and then there's about to be an otter coin as well. Twink coin. Oh wow! So yes, Hostess really made crypto-themed Twinkies called Twink Coin. I don't. I don't think that someone didn't th- run that by PR before they put that out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here, here's here's a Twitter here's a Twitter comment. From Molly White, when you have no queer people in the room when making decisions. <laughs> Literally. Just a bunch of old white guys like, ah, kids love crypto. Twink coin. Yep. Yeah, they didn't. I, I was thinking young. Yeah, bear, bear coin coming soon. Bear coin. And um, those are the only two that I know is twink and bear. There's, there's otter. Otter coin will be on its way. I don't know what, I don't know what otter Otter? I don't know what that is. Oh, yes. You got to get in the know, dude. Yeah, I know what a twink is and I know what a bear is. For those of you that don't know, um, a twink in the gay community, the gay men community, a twink is a young gay man, typically, you know. Smaller in stature. Yeah, kind of hairless that wants to be, you know, full of white cream. Um, And a bear is kind of what you would imagine, the big burly hairy men um i uh i get hit on when when i was on the dating apps i used to get hit on by gay men a lot um and someone doesn't it say that you're straight and you're it does it says that i'm straight and into women but there was um there was a chick that i swiped on i thought she was cute and i read her profile but I, i didn't pay attention i guess and it said that she was queer but i was like well then why did it match us like we're why did, why did it run you across my my view? So I get I don't know I don't know how the the algorithm works, but uh, yeah, transgender. <laughs> just want to make sure. Yeah, Tinder's are like, sure, are you sure? <laughs> sure, Dan. You know, and I'm like, I'm I'm you know I went to college. It's it's all good. Um, but yeah, I, I ran that by somebody, and they uh, a, a gay friend, a lesbian friend of mine, and she said, oh, it's the beard, dude. She said, yeah. She said, you're uh, what'd she say? She made some comment about being like a baby bear or something like that. Cause right. I'm five, six, a baby bear. Yeah. all these sub genres. I can't keep up. Right. Exactly. So Would you be a baby like, a, bear, a teddy bear, teddy bear. Yeah. Cause well, she said, well, cause you're, she said, you got that bear thing going. I said, sweetheart, I'm five foot six, 150 pounds. I said, I'm, I'm not a bear, nor am I a twink. And she said, well, you're like a baby bear. And I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't think that exists. So an know. otter it would just be like a large man, but not hairy. Ah, okay. Oh, an otter because they look slick and yeah. I gotcha. All right. Or okay. maybe you're like a badger because you don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're a honey badger. <laughs> Dude, we were, we were, well, I was, I shouldn't say we because it was only me. I was cracking myself up. Um, you and I, yourself. I was giving people nicknames this weekend. And one of the guys, we were trying to, uh, pull out of this staging area and traffic's going and this motherfucker just gets out in the middle of traffic and stops and lets us all out. And I was like, this dude, I'm going to start calling him honey badger. Cause he obviously do not give a fuck. So, um, named one guy wildflower. Uh, one of the chicks is black bear mistress. Um, yeah, I was cracking myself up. Um, it was, uh, it was ridiculous, but, uh, yeah, I think everyone should go to, to like Ure um, or those areas and check it out. But I'm going to take my Corolla and go down Black Bear Pass. What do you think? Um, From what I'm told, you probably could make it. So except for one spot where there's some steps, but beyond that, yeah, you could, you ought to do it. Get the notoriety. That means I can't make it. Yeah. Yeah. You can make it. Except for one spot. Except for one spot, you can make it. Right. Yeah. So that means I get to that spot and then I just turn my car around. Right. And then. No, no, it's one way. You can't do that. Yeah. I can just do a little three point turn on the. uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, there's two, two there's wide. two switchbacks. You got to do a three. You got to do three point turns, and then when you get into the steps, we'll just hook you up to a. Uh, just we'll drag just me up. Yeah, we'll just winch you down it. Yeah, we got this, dude. Yeah, then you can paint. You can paint your rap name like on top of the hood. So it, we'll do a publicity stunt. I like this idea, dude. <laughs> what is up, up, guys? It's yeah. your boy going down it's Black Bear you. Pass in my fucking Corolla. Be sure to yeah. like and subscribe. <laughs> Black Bear Adam. Fuck yeah. I like this plan. <laughs> Please like and subscribe. And if I roll it down the fucking mountain, that's extra publicity. <laughs> I'm going to need a new Corolla after this. So please like and subscribe. <laughs> I got a Kickstarter for my uh, new Corolla payment. My new Corolla. <laughs> it's a uh, Toyota Corolla TRD. Um, <laughs> God. It says so, it says so. I, I got behind a guy on the way there I don't know if this was a Honda or what But he had a Mercedes emblem on it And mm. then uh, in in like Vinyl leathering it said like G28 or whatever I don't know the designations for those things But I recognized it as being a Mercedes Model And I'm like brah <laughs> trying to fool here man I hope that's ironic I hope you're I hope it's for the lulls you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I got you. I was doing it ironically. Right. I, I swear to God, I hope so. Because if not, like the douchebag award this year goes to him. Um, but yeah, you had that guy, remember, that crashed the plane like last year or something? Turned out to be a publicity stunt. Um, he was a YouTuber and uh, oh yeah, sports YouTuber or something. And he, he winds up dipping. And all of these pilots, like, you know, guys that are in the know were pointing out certain things. And this one woman was like, you know, it is kind of curious that he was already yeah. strapped into a fucking a parachute. parachute. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You know, she's <laughs> like, I fly that model of plane like daily. And she's like, I've never once strapped a fucking parachute on, you know, that would be kind of uncomfortable. Just to so, fly in. Yeah. Yeah. Just to just to fly. And uh, he put it like into the mountains or something. And uh, I think that's got to be illegal, dude. Yeah, the FAA went after his ass and they started pulling logs and going through the wreckage. And <laughs> they pulled the black box and they heard him say, dude, here's the part where I'm about to crash it. Watch this. Right. <laughs> YOLO, you know. It's, yeah, there's people that, I mean, that's just fucking dumb. But yeah, we definitely should roll your Corolla over the mountain. I yeah, 100%. I think that's totally different. Um, Totally. Yeah, different. I don't think they'll be mad. I don't think recovery will be mad at me. Nah, man. We were joking about how many fucking horse skeletons and human skulls are at the bottom of those fucking cliffs. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's what they all were at one time. Were like wagon, wagon trails, and uh, like fuck, dude, I can barely take a, a modern, you know, uh, modified four wheel drive over these, and these motherfuckers took wooden wheels and horses. <laughs> like that is kind of scary. Oh man. I, I, I assume that in certain spots where it's flat, it's from the weight of their testicles, just dragging the rocks. And then over time, <laughs> it just sort of flattened them out. Yes. And, yeah. That's, that's probably, it. yeah. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> if you wanted to be a rebel, you could get yourself like a $500 moped. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, right. I mean, if you really want to shit on the community, I don't right. think a Corolla is enough. No, and the, the truth I be known, I need to go down into Vespa. And you probably could do it on a moped or vest, something light enough that if you got it stuck like on the steps, you could you just pick it up, wiggle <laughs> it down. Yeah, so a moped would be fucking perfect. Exactly. That, that's not a bad idea, man. You know, As put him in a little goober looking half helmet. You yep. know, hey, yep. No, nah, I'd go full, dude. I'd do, I'd do yeah. at gat. I'd do at gat, man. All the gear, all the time. So I'd have like Alpine, fucking body armor, and you know the whole nine yards. You know, <laughs> Racing boots on. Oh yeah, absolutely. On a moped. So full that does face. remind me. This dude, uh, I we we stopped at a gas station, and I was coming out, and he's walking in. And he's an old guy. He's got the bandana like tied around his head, like a sweatband, big old white beard and uh, looks like a biker. And his shirt says uh, rules for dating my daughter. And then it just says you can't. And he's with this girl who's kind of emo. She's got like a pixie cut 
and a little necklace is hanging on her shirt and she's on her phone. And, uh, I was like, weird, weird, weird combination here. And as I walked past my Jeep, there is a Vespa or something similar to it sitting in the, in the spot next to my Jeep. And as I was leaving, he got on it with a case of Natty light and she got on the back and he was easily close to 60 and she was probably about 17 or 18. And my, my description doesn't do it justice. It really doesn't. But here you had this old dude with the shirt, this young girl on the back of a, of a moped. Well, you um, can't carry his daughter because she's already taken because she's already taken. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Natural light, the official beer of domestic violence. (laughs) See, I told you we should write jingles. We're good at this. I think they should come like a the case of Natty Light should come with a like a drywall patching kit <laughs> and a police report. <laughs> I like the drywall patch. That's good. Or like a coupon on the inside for Lowe's or Home Depot that yeah. you know twenty twenty uh, percent off uh, all drywall patching kits. So, all right, well. With that, I do believe we are done, ladies and gentlemen.